We will now prepare your planet for habitation by the Zion. This time, a contemporary tale concerning the Space Action Podcast! You are the population of the world. With your hosts, Chris Carson and DC and Shama. Well, well, well. This is the weasel. This is the reptile cage. Here are the ducks. Welcome to an other space action podcast. A division of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic that you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. I'm Denisa Winchama. I'm sorry, who are you? Where am I? It's been so long. What? I don't remember much of what? Is this happening? Is this actually I'm Chris Carson? This is I actually don't... a new episode? It's, it's been like six years. Oh my god, how have you all been? Hi guys and gals and pets that are listening in the background. Amazing. Yeah. We're back. We're we're back. And in, in good form. Kinda. Right before <laughs> kinda. Right before the year ends. And we'll see you again in twenty twenty two, motherfuckers. Yeah, man. But as anyone who listens to this show will know dun, 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 We're dun, dun, both huge fans of dun, 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 the Spider franchise. Dun, 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 dun. From its nascent Toby days to its awkward Garfield of it all. So there was no way in hell we could possibly miss the opportunity to come and together with you fine people to talk about this Christmas season's bigot, biggest blockbuster of all time. The biggitiest blockbuster the of all time. The biggitiest blockbuster. The Last Duel starring yeah. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Now, my favorite part about this film... Yeah. Surprise! This is the Last <laughs> Duel podcast, motherfuckers! Woo! Uh, no, 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 no. No, this is a um, this is a Midnight Mass podcast, the new Netflix series from the creator of uh, Haunting of Hill House. How is it? Great show. Have you seen it? It's so good. No. So good. I haven't watched yeah. any of Haunting of Hill House, but uh, yeah, I, I, that's one I was going to go to in the Halloween season, but... Uh... I did yeah, not. Fuck the haunting of Bly Manor. Mm. But uh, this is actually becoming the joke that I made. Now we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man. It's Spider Man. Spider Man No Way Home. That's what we're doing. Spider Man No Way. The third entry home. in the Spider Man trilogy in the twenty whatever of the MCU. I think it's the Homecoming trilogy. Is the that's correct? The, the Sony referencing uh, title. The eighth. Spider-Man movie, if I'm not mistaken, in this in this run, yeah, eighth movie of Sony's eighth Spidey movie. Man, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, man, I uh, I enjoyed the fuck out of this. It was really good. I mean, I think it uh, it's interesting because the the pure uh, Marvel Studios movies lately Mm. I found to be so kind of hacky. Yep. Like just not great effects. Clearly, like the the chunk of effects are rendered years before the script's even done, and the the weaving together of the story and and the and the effects have been really janky. You saw the Eternals? I did not see the Eternals, but mm. Shang Chi I thought was a, like made for TV looking mess. It didn't look great. Black, Black Widow, Widow too. Yeah, towards the end, really fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. And then this was like, oh, Sony just like made a fucking actual blockbuster movie. It didn't just churn out shit in order to build a new universe. Right. They actually just made a, a, a proper movie. Yeah. <laughs> so good on you, Amy Pascal. <laughs> it's kind of awesome the fact that like that's a it's a tall order to deliver. I think. I mean, like, I mean, and I I love the fact that people it's the worst kept secret ever. I'm like, no, but 
the pure enjoyment. I've been watching goddamn videos out the wazoo of just people reacting to this movie. Because oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of fan reaction stuff like that. I don't know. It just gives me that emotional kick that you kind of need sometimes during these days. But just waiting this long, having Andrew Garfield consistently go out there and be like, no, nah, I'm not in the movie. No, nah, nah, I'm not. It's worth it for that reaction yet. When he pops through that fucking portal, spoilers out the gate. Yeah, Come on. By the way, by the way, spoilers. Everybody. Spoilers out again. Sorry. For the that. billionth time, Sorry I don't know that. why you would listen to the show. Yeah, if you haven't watched the yeah, film, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Such we just love you guys so much. We want to hear <laughs> what you're saying. We expect a spoiler warning. I'm pretty sure that I have a restraining order on that person. <laughs> twenty feet, all times. Um, that's it. Wow, you can do a lot at twenty feet. I'm just saying. Well, now I'm alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> the worst fucking lawyers <laughs> a good throwing knife could go 20 feet I mean. chunk of cinder block yeah yeah that's a good point it's, it's not much <laughs> two stories <laughs> two perfectly vertical stories up it can do yeah. a lot it's a lot of damage uh but yeah um as you were saying yeah that was a great the my theater like like i don't know it was weird though because I think we both noticed a long time ago that people react more to the scenes that are in the trailer during the movie because they're already conditioned to laugh mm -hmm. at those parts or react to those parts. So I have a feeling no one in the theater wasn't aware that this was going to happen, and that's why it was like double down the cheering insanity when it did. Right. Like my theater burst into insanity both times those uh, when Toby showed up and when Andrew Garfield showed up and it was like you, you guys didn't know this was going to happen right <laughs> right right exactly and but again I don't it, the impact wouldn't have been as great if they pulled uh, Ragnarok and just showed that in the trailer I like like that they right held away. they held out and they had poor Andrew Garfield go out there and consist that he would oh no they're, they're Photoshop and CGI this that and the other do you remember. Like six months ago, we did a podcast and we were talking about the upcoming Spider-Man movie. And I said, if uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in it, the only way it'll be great is if they play Andrew Garfield to be like the sad loser emo Spider-Man. Yes. And that's exactly what they did. I finally turned him. They, they just, uh, to me, he was just totally Peter B. Parker, like straight up to like, I love you guys. Like he, they, they had the exact same one. I like that they just turned him into... Into the kind of the like, even at one point he's like, I feel like all I fought was like a rhino, a guy in a oh, rhino suit. Yeah, I suck. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really suck. <laughs> no, you're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> oh god, it was just into the Spider Verse though. I think that's going to be once the 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 um, wash of ecstasy wears off, people are going to start going. Hey, this was beat for beat into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> right Sony down just, to like Otto Octavius is kind of the first villain that you run into. Yeah. Hmm. Sony kind of just remade into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. And then Uncle Ben dies. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Spider-Man will help him out in the end. You know, but if it's a, it's a, it's not broke. You don't no, need no, to no. fix it. I'll yeah. watch that story at least one more time. It's crazy, though, that they did just so closely follow. They were like, well, it worked animated. Let's just do it live action. There definitely was that scene whenever they did the Spider-Man meme of all of them pointing at each other in the lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, during that scene, I was having flashes to them fixing the goober. And I was like, you know, I, I, again, I don't care. Like, uh, this is exactly what, as advertised, and it's what, yeah. this is what I wanted. It's perfect. That was great, too, when, um, oh, we're jumping right to the ending. We're not even talking about all the setup we'll go and back. everything. But we'll go back. But um, I really loved the part where, because he's so down on himself, Andrew Garfield just assumed he was Peter Three. 
and and they're having that argument and then when when Peter renames them all and he's like Peter 3 he's like Peter 3 <laughs> he stole the show dude because again really like did. in the of the three of them like just by default cuz Toby's the OG fucking uh Holland fought Thanos so Garfield Cannon does default to them being number 3 and he just jumped on the role of, like I can yeah. do that that's cool yeah. like I, I you guys fought things. aliens I never fought it. I fought a guy in a mechanical rhino suit rhino suit <laughs> he was so down on himself and then his it, like I like that it was such an emotional moment but then played for laughs when he saves MJ and then he's just like and crying at her. But um, that, uh, really, in our theater, people got like legit emotional. Like, oh, really? yeah, yeah. That yeah. got a big like, duh, chuckle. Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, look how sad he is. <laughs> he just can't hold it together for anything. For anything. Uh, I think it, it wasn't like a like a punchline joke laugh. It was more like, a, look, look how happy he fucking is. Yeah, and finally yeah. saved someone. And right, that's right. Kind of funny. He kind of. Oh man, but that even though like in this trailer you, you could tell it that was is exactly what was going down. Mm-hmm. Again, there's something to be said about it. I don't know necessarily like how much of it is just fan service versus giving people what they want. Because this felt like a proper third act to me. Where mm-hmm. like the first one's about can he be Spider Man? Two is him about rejecting the responsibility of being Spider Man because he's like I don't want these fucking glasses. And then earn like you know re earning in the end. This third one was just like dude, where he finally gets to like his Dark Knight level. Where like oh no, like it's. It's gonna get dark. You're gonna lose people. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's this one. It's one of the easily the darkest of the trilogy. You're not a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. This isn't all fun and games. And they reset him. Like Sony is smart because they don't ever have to go back to the MCU again now if they yep. don't want to. Yep. And they've gotten rid of the MCU original characters, which were Ned and MJ. They got rid of like his his Tony Stark suit. He's back in like a, a fuzzy little homemade suit yep. at the by the end of the movie. Yep. And now they can do whatever the fuck they want. They can they can do a Toby movie. They can do an Andrew movie. They well, can do a. You soft rebooted the Raimi trilogy too. You got your yeah. Goblin and uh, Octavius back now. Yeah, Which I thought, I think when they faded away at the end, I was just like, you smart motherfuckers. Like, I was like, there's no way, like, given the story, like, he was going to kill them. But at the same time, I didn't expect them to just be like, oh, we'll hold on to the. But I guess you don't bring those guys back. Well, without it all the, gets. Oh, sorry. Without the intention of at least, like, we can keep them on the shelf because, come on, look how just much fucking case. money this yeah. movie's going to make, you know? Well, also, too, I was thinking that, like, it got, like, there was some, I have some notes that I want to get into at some mm-hmm. point, but there were some convoluted aspects to the story, which is, like, he went around saving all the villains and then sent them back at the end, but then he did the the forget Peter Parker uh, spell, which for some reason Doctor Strange was upset about this time, and, you know, at the beginning of the movie, he was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth and let me finish the spell now. Because the movie needed to happen, that's why. <laughs> you needed a dramatic Doctor Strange. I guess the original spell was that everyone would forget Peter Parker Spider-Man, and then the new spell was everyone would just straight up forget Peter Parker. But my question is, does that mean, like, is Toby going to get home and be like, oh, Kristen Dunst doesn't know who I am anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, shit. And are all these villains going to forget that they were saved and be like, well, I'm bad again. (laughs) That's My chip got burnt out. The one thing that made me a little happy, just because after seeing the, you know, the the reboot Star Wars trilogy and now Ghostbusters Afterlife, I was hanging on with such anticipation and I was so happy to hear Toby Maguire being like, we worked things out. I was like, thank you for giving one of my childhood heroes a happy ever after and not living the rest of his life as a divorced, miserable bastard. Like, thank but, you. 
Did you see how they danced around it? And I assumed it was because of our modern world. And in the last time we saw Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, he was literally backhanding Mary Jane onto the floor. Hey, listen, they slow danced at the end. And to me, that's... (laughs) Right now, Tobey Maguire is known for asking a wrestler if his husband made his outfit and backhanding Mary Jane. So I I noticed that they were like, are you with anyone? He was like, it's complicated. So they didn't want to straight up like admit that an abused girlfriend stuck around. I rewatched the third uh, Tobey before going into this one. I'm sitting there and I'm like watching the ending of him dancing with MJ, then thinking about Cap dancing with Peggy Carter. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the compare and contrast between the two. I'm like, okay, one of them feels like they really earned it. The other one just backhanded his girlfriend <laughs> and is now trying to apologize with an awkward slow dance. I'm like, it doesn't quite stick the landing, that ending. For no, me. I, I always, it, it just fades to black. I'm like, really? This epic trilogy ends with them being like, I guess this is the best we can do. Well, I guess at the time, too, Raimi was like, I'm going to start on part four right away to make up for this bullshit. And then they just fired him. So oh, I, guess it, I always it, thought he was done with three. No, he he was already in pre-production with Ben Kingsley as the Vulture. and uh, who Connors, the, and, I think. Uh, Connors. And then it was going to be, it was going to open. They they have leaked the storyboards of the opening with Mysterio, Bruce Campbell. So okay. The, the teaser of him dragging Bruce Campbell into the police station and or Mysterio into the police station. And it's Bruce Campbell. Right. So he was all set to go, and then Sony was like, mm, no. <laughs> this is just going to be the awkward finale of your now trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it crazy to think, though, that like he didn't know how... We were texting about this, that we, something we both know. He didn't know how to handle Venom, but yeah. Sony pushed Venom in. So his interpretation of Venom was like like a recently famous douchebag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like slapping his girlfriend around, being overly cocky asshole, everyone not liking him anymore, att- attracting Betty Brant pretty hardcore. But but also <laughs> the fa- the thing I noticed is that he they he's so awkwardly inserted. Like I, because in that movie they don't really spend any time establishing anything. Like I, which I kind of get. Like for Peter and Franco, I don't really need a backstory. Like they say they're high school friends. I believe it. They don't That's act it. like yeah. it whatsoever. But sure, we're good. That's kind of the yeah. th- consistent through all those movies. But I don't buy for one goddamn second. Fuck. Lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> for that Topher Grace is just popping up on the sidewalk. I'm uh, also dating your daughter who happens to be hanging off this skyscraper yeah. and I'm pining for Peter Parker's job. By the way, I'll be in the church later on whenever he loses the symbiote. I'm like, it's too decidedly convenient. You could just feel that character just taped on oh, yeah. to the side of it. Like, like. Sam Raimi's well, like, okay, in this scene, he's in the church. And then Venom's there, what? Yeah. yeah well, they he, wanted the, because um, I think in the comic, and especially in the animated series, I think in the comic, he, it's it's a that's how Peter gets rid of the symbiote is at the bell tower yes. church because it's the big loud bell and it's the church has the bell. And they kind of semi set it up by earlier in the film. Remember, Peter's like, you want forgiveness? Try religion. Yeah, I guess so. It's, it's like, a bit of a stretch. The only church in New York, the only big bell church in New York, I guess. But, it's a bit oh, it's of a super stretch. fucking stretch. I guess. A lot of weird Christian subtext in that trilogy. On in all three, remember? Yeah. Even, it's very yeah. bizarre. The first one, Aunt May's a praying away, and Goblin's like, finish it! Well, the one that really jumped out is whenever she's falling off the statue. Thank you. And she thanks the statue. And at first, I was just like, because it's, it's got a ledge. And I was like, oh, no, Raimi's injecting angel, some more man. Catholic shit. I'm like, oh, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> I think like, Was that too, in the comic? Was that part I, of the Spidey lore? Was a lot of Jesus shit? I don't think it's part of the Spidey lore, but I think someone who, like, I don't think Sam Raimi was, like, some super nerd comic book 
kid. I think he liked comics, but I think the way you approach a character, especially back then, when superhero movies were relatively untreaded, except for Batman and Superman, mm. he's, it's, it's a Jesus story. It's a, it's a you know what I mean? Like they're sacrificing themselves, or, right? So you always have to look at it through that lens of of religion, because religion is the the oldest and most basic fundamental stories that. Ex- you know they're prevalent in everything if you're communicating to like a western audience like this is the easiest access point he's like jesus with tights yeah. get it yeah or or, even, or any god really you know i like the thing that sam raimi secretly a fucking like hardcore devout catholic and he made oh. evil dead like as a warning he's like you yeah. see this is what that's what the horrors that await you in hell find well, christ it would explain all his uh, lovecraft uh, uh connections you know there you go yeah, just being super uh, religious also ex- and racist. Explains Ted Raimi's haircut. Yeah, and his penchant for children. I imagine by the look <laughs> of them. Uh, so, I don't even know if I have to say that. <laughs> what? So, what, should we go through what the, the beats of the flim? Should we talk about okay. the flim itself? Well, what we got? I have some points. Uh-huh. I, I made some notes right after the movie. I, I made some notes, and um, I think that uh, much in the vein of. The Rise of Skywalker, and yes, I'm going to invoke a little Rise of Skywalker in this, because I <clears throat> did quite enjoy the movie, but it moved so fast that you were just, like, expected to forget the logic of what was happening at times. <laughs> like, why was Peter not arrested anymore? There was no explanation to that. Because Matt but, Murdock showed up and we all forgot about it. Yeah, we just, exactly. <laughs> so they do a Matt Murdock cameo. He caught a brick, then, Chris. I don't care he why. He caught a brick. And then that's it. Like, he should, was he under house arrest? Should he have an ankle bracelet? Was he out on bail? Was he had, did he have an impending court date? Like, it all just, like, boop, ignored. We're at Dr. Strange. We're at the second act now, so shut the fuck up about the first act. Keep your goddamn mouth shut. Apparently, <laughs> according to the Wikipedias, yeah, that's it. He just gets the charges dropped, which makes me laugh because it's just like, how? How? Based on what? Well, Mysterio's a dick. It's yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, that's that's like, it. We're done. They could have had one line of Happy being like, "I accessed the Stark logs to show that it was actually Mysterio in control at the time." Right, right. Like, all, that's all they needed, and they didn't. They just completely glossed over it. Oh, that was weird. The, did you? The, what was up with the end of the bridge attack sequence? Remember when Goblin threw the grenade and zoomed in in slow motion on Peter, and then all of a sudden he was in the Sanctum Sanctorum, and Doc Ock was behind glass. What the fuck happened there? I think he, he the there was a teleport. There you saw the little spiral orange thing behind him. So I think he like from so RPOV. Yeah, yeah. He just did the same. Remember right? he did the same thing to Loki and uh, Ragnar. Okay, bye bye. And he just kind of wishes him like swooshes him away. away. It, to me, that's what. Yeah, because that was also kind of confusing for a sec and then when the I saw the swooshy thing but again w- one line of Peter being like what the and Strange being like I just brought you here shut right. up kid like that's all you need that's fair yeah no that, then, these movies kind of suffer a lot from that where you can kind of feel like you guys were on two different sound stages on the green screens and right. like no one thought to stitch together that transition Seen just a well. little bit yeah 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 and then what happened, like, they, they just blew up a fucking bridge and there's no repercussions from that? <laughs> Everyone knows Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Shouldn't there be cops at his door? <laughs> that also happened in Shang-Chi at one point where they're on the bus and they have yeah. this insane fight and they trash the bus and the next scene's just them going home being like, wow, that was a crazy fight yeah. on that bus. I'm like, shouldn't you guys be in custody? Just I'm, wandering away. <laughs> yeah, there should be a lot of questions going on here. Have they, after the blip, have the police just given up? They're like, I don't fucking know. If <laughs> Thanos involved, was right. Yeah, some purple testicle might show up and kill my family. I don't fucking know. I'm staying out of this. <laughs> <sighs> 
Um, I already mentioned the other thing of like, why did Strange suddenly give a shit? But I guess I answered my own question of that the new spell was to erase Peter Parker, not just make people forget he was Spider-Man. I so do like would... the fact that Strange's whole reason, because we we're all wondering, maybe he's a scroll. Why does he have like this like devious allegiance? All of a sudden, he's like, he's doing some nefarious shit, some workplace politics. Wong's the new guy in charge and he's just kind of pissed and I'm like yeah. that's so fucking funny <laughs> it's gonna make it more like the like uh, well we'll talk about the end of credits uh, Doctor Strange trailer right at the at the end I think that would be appropriate but there is a great um, evil De uh, Ash versus or no Army of Darkness parallel there mm. that I think we'll get into um, so there's no Uncle Ben in this universe I feel that, like there isn't. Very strange, right? Yeah, that stuck out to me on this one, where I always assumed they he has he paraphrases the line whenever he meets Tony, where he says like when the bad things happen on your watch and you don't do anything, they happen right. because of you. So I kind of assumed that was gonna be like, oh, that's the closest we get. Maybe that's something his uncle Ben told him because we see his initials on his suitcase. The, suitcase in part two. Yeah. Yeah, and there was that one fan theory that I love is that Ben Parker was the one who showed Peter quote all these old movies. So yeah. that's why he has this weird penchant for 80s flicks is because, you know, uh, Marissa Tomei's husband presumably just showed him a bunch of old stuff. And so that's the closest we got. But yeah, I, I couldn't help but notice that, too, when all the three Spider-Men are doing their, again, straight out of bio Spider-Verse yeah. scene where like, he was my Uncle Benjamin. Mm -hmm. They were doing that scene. He, he uh, yeah, I guess we don't have an Uncle Ben in this universe. I guess, but that you're right, though. I completely actually forgot about in the first one that whole line of when the bad things happen, you don't do anything. That, that was very clearly meant to be talking about Uncle Ben. They just didn't want to retread that territory again yeah. so quick. So, which leads me to believe Sony has no actual fucking plan, and it just happened chance that this one worked out. <laughs> which I'll get to in my later notes. Actually, I'll jump to that one right now. Um, Morbius. Morbius was supposed to be released, like, almost two years ago. Okay. The, the pandemic kept pushing it back, so it was supposed to predate Spider-Man of the Spider-Verse. In Morbius, though, Morbius is in Venom's universe because he even has the line in the trailer yeah. like "I am Venom." <laughs> you see Spider-Man posters, and uh, Vulture is in it. So, did I don't think Sony actually has a plan. No. So I wonder if Kevin Feige is sitting there being like, "You fucking cunts! Like you are about to fuck up thirteen years worth of work with your all over the place." Because if, for no explanation, if Michael Keaton shows up in Morbius as Vulture, and they don't talk about it, it's going to generate like 90s comics level confusion. You know what I mean? Right, right. Where it's all like, the storylines aren't matching up and they're just the what? timelines jumping around, right? Yeah. Right. What the fuck is going on? So I feel like Sony might end up kind of screwing Marvel a little bit on their consistency. Maybe that's why, but they still have a deal with them for several more movies, do they not? I don't know. I don't I'm pretty know. sure like the MCU Sony deal goes past this. So is the new um, fuzzy, shiny Spidey going to be showing up as an unknown character in future Avengers movies? Because, I again, just like Matt Murdock showing up and saying the charges are now dropped, you're free to go about this movie. I feel like that's something they could just roll back where Peter shows up and is like, I remember you. You know what I mean? Like, it's not right. it's not yeah. that hard of a thing to kind of roll back. Like, no. Also, they have the caveat of everyone forgot Peter Parker and not Spider-Man. So... People would know Spider-Man, presumably, right? Yeah. He still exists in the people's public knowledge, so all he has to be is, that's 
is like seven people he has to let know by the way that's also that's me it. yeah yeah but then they'll be like who the fuck are you though because yeah. Peter Parker's completely erased like what what do we care if you're Peter Parker no one even knows who you are but keep in mind he'd be explaining that to a team of people that have a talking raccoon with them so it wouldn't be True. that fucking crazy right yeah. like they fought a purple testicle with like magic jewels so it's like yeah maybe this guy <laughs> did get erased it's possible just got all our memories wiped with yeah, magic exactly you know? strange you love doing shit like that so yeah no it was it was um I don't know. It's because I, I I had heard that that the, the they kind of broken down the 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 deal between Marvel and Sony, and that's why I was kind of watching this, going, yeah, this seems like Sony. It really did making a graceful exit. Mm-hmm. Let me have a look. Keep keep going. Let me look. See. But um, I don't know. It's gonna be it's uh, fucking Sony, man. Can you just shut your mouths and made your stupid once every two years contractually obligated Spider-Man movie? Why do you have to make all these horrible Venom movies? And the, anyone who likes the Venom movies, I'm sorry. I know you're a fanboy, and I apologize that you can't see past the quality of cinema. I I think that even the <laughs> second one, like I know how the first one was pretty popular, but I think even the most devout fans of the first one were like, "Fuck the carnage!" The apparently, one? yeah, it was apparently it was just god awful. Oh, the first one was I was a nightmare. It was such. I a was bad not movie. a fan. <laughs> I was not a fan. And I have no interest in seeing, like, Juggalo Joker as a vampire. And so anything that's revealed in that movie, I'm not going to know. I'm just going to have to look at the Wikipedia to just find out how they're going to expand the universe on that one. So, Amy Pascal confirmed in an interview with Fandango that Yolland will return, this is from The Verge, uh, for future trilogy of Spider-Man movies that will continue to be set in the MCU. Quote, this is oh, not okay. the last movie that we are going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie. We are just, uh, we are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. It just isn't part of dot dot dot. We're thinking of this as three films. Oh, so this is a trilogy. Their, yeah, right, we're going right. to the next three. This is not the last of our MCU films. Okay, good. And that's recent. That's not. Yep, that's, that's, that just okay. came out like right before the film came out. Okay, good. So maybe the, the the breakdown contract was just them negotiating this next stage. You know how the both sides always posture by saying, "Well, we're out. Well, you're we're out. Right. Fuck you. Fuck you." That's a good point. And, and like it wasn't like that exact same situation didn't just go public less than a couple years ago and Tom Holland right. had to walk in there and mediate Fucking, the whole situation. Yeah, I'm like a job. I'm Nathan Drake, you know. You can't get rid of me. You know how much money my girlfriend makes? She's crushing <laughs> it right now. All she had to do was turn around in slow motion for two and a half hours in the last movie she was in, dude. That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. We should do it. We, uh, man, we were so far behind. I would love to do a Dune podcast. I just finished book one. I am um, such a Dune head, uh, and, and I have a lot to say about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot. And not, not a lot of good things. I enjoyed it, so that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be fun. And you just finished the first book, so there's no reason for you to see the second movie that's three hours longer than it fucking needs to be because they (laughs) slow motion 20 minutes of footage. I got a second viewing, I'm not going to lie, because I went with Heather at IMAX on the second go, and I'm not going to lie, yeah, on the second run through, like, I'm like, I I love you, Denis, but you love to make people he loves to take his time to tell a story you know it just it really sometimes to the fault of the story though when it doesn't need that time blade runner there were some points where i was just like okay i get it it's nuclear wasteland we're gonna go find harrison ford you put this in the trailer (laughs) like (laughs) i I get it way you could get harrison ford to agree to be in it was if he's i all i wanted to do is wear a fucking t-shirt don't put me in your stupid fucking costumes all right harrison this isn't (laughs) a decker costume nope no, no. <laughs> and he just sauntered off, and they're like, "I guess we're not doing that." 
He just walked in in his gray t-shirt. I guess we just shoot with that. Right. Yeah, his plane crashed into the roof. He just rolled out in that, and they were like, "I guess we're doing this." I to go off topic for a minute. I think Denise there, and I can never pronounce his last name. Because fuck French Canadians. Uh, no. <laughs> it's a bunch of racist fucking trash. Uh. <laughs> Salut mon ami, dans Québec. Um, to our French listeners, he is—he is like almost like a Spielberg light, but uh, in the sense that he—he's artistic, but then he makes things that are so accessible to a general audience, even though they have the illusion that they're not at times. Right. Like, re, like watch back to back Blade Runner and then Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is very much a popcorn movie in comparison. I see what you're saying, but like, like it, in oh, terms sorry. of like. I guess the only thing I can think that's equatable because I thought of it a lot during Dune was like the way Game of Thrones made high fantasy accessible to like a right. mass media audience, to a mass audience. Right, right. And uh, it, well, my example is always the ending of each Blade Runner. It's like Blade, the first Blade Runner is is almost to an alien level of psychological terrifying horror as you have like Pris freaking out with strobe light effects dying (laughs) and then the guy like hunting uh, Deckard like a mouse and just it's horrifying the sound effects the sound design the the the, the locations or everything are just really genuinely unsettling. That was and then, unsportsmanlike. Yeah, and then 2049, <laughs> it's like a fist fight in the rain. In a sinking like, pod in the rain. Yeah, like, I haven't I'll seen have that you know one of the most claustrophobic times. climaxes. <laughs> and of but a one, movie of those cl- one of the most overused tropes too of like where a room is filling full of water. And like okay, and then you get out and then you fight on the beach for a bit. And it's like ah, oh, that was very, very generic. Yeah. <laughs> But th- th- you remember the part where where fucking Dave Bautista threw him through a fucking wall, bro? Like Dave Bautista's fucking huge. He wore little glasses, threw him through a wall. It's kind of sad that Denise Villeneuve keeps thinking, oh, "I gotta make these for the audience," and then no one goes to see his fucking movie. That's a good point. That's I think that is what it is. But he, to terms of like balancing that act, I think he does a good job of it. Of like, I want to make these that where fans of the franchise can appreciate. It. Well, not all of them apparently, but uh, yeah. you know, but uh, also accessible for the main audience. I, it worked for me, dude. I saw that movie. I'm like, I gotta read these books. Like now, I got an. I'm oh, invested. I got. I got to get into Zidzin. I have to know about what happens to Zikwizak's Hadadach. Uh, yeah, nothing good. Yeah, I know. Uh. Uh, I, I kind of spoiled because I, I spoiled myself a little bit, so I, I just glossed over like the summary for the next couple books, and I'm like, oh, I, I'm so he goes full Anakin Skywalker. I'm in. Like uh, spoilers, we- but. <laughs> And actually, that is not entirely true. Um, I've read all of the Dune books minus the last one. Okay. Because they get progressively more inaccessible. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. And it actually, because he wrote them over, what, 20, 30 years, and he was consistently on acid. So That explains a lot. A lot. of Like, a lot of how the first two, three books are great, but then it devolves into just this, like, rambling nonsense by book four and five. Okay. And one, there's one, two, three, four, five, six books. So I haven't read the sixth book. I, I had to give up on the fi- on the fifth. I was wow. like, this is insane. Was that whenever it, uh, Duncan Idaho gets resurrected as a sandworm or some shit? Uh, do you want to know? Are you going to get to like book five? I think I am. I won't spoil it for you then. Okay. I'm um, intrigued. But uh, yeah, no. Children of Dune sets up a lot that then 
but the whole the, the books take place over about I think five thousand years. Okay. Uh, in total, but uh, the first three, um, Dune, Dune Messiah, and Children of Dune, are kind of one story, and then God Emperor of Dune flashes forward a lot. Gotcha. It's about Paul's son, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, um, 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 Leto the second. Yeah. Man. Okay. Okay. And then each book subsequently jumps forward after that a That's, lot. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's 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 yeah it's, it gets rough. <laughs> I'm surprised like that he because by the look of it the dude looks like he wants to make as many of these as possible. And I'm like if it's gonna get that fucking weird. I, I wonder he said how he wants to do his trilogy. That's what that's the last thing I read. He wants to do Dune Part One and Two, and then Dune Messiah is Part Three. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Because Ch- Children of Dune's a generation later, so it would be uh, the logical cut point would be the end of Dune gotcha. Messiah. Makes sense. And all I'll say is God Emperor of Dune is like 300 pages of a conversation. What the conversation is, who it's between, I won't spoil, but goddamn is it fucking boring. (laughs) (laughs) Just insane. Oh, boy. Uh, So anyway. What do you think of, uh, what do you call it, everyone coming back, the old guys seeing, uh, what do you call it, the foe again? The foe. The foe. The the Willem Dafoe's in the... the Oh come on, Alfred Molina's of it all. He was fantastic. Like right? um, they were all like Molina and Willem Dafoe were the best actors in the damn movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even though every villain had their it's uh, their moment to be amazing. Yeah, uh, pun not intended. Did they? Um, <laughs> did they? Who? What are the brothers? The guys who did Spider Verse? Why is my my blanking on their names right uh, now? The Russos? No, the no, Russos are the uh, did Endgame. No, it's uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Phil Lord. They're not brothers. They're just partners. Well, right? they spell and pronounce their names very differently. Very, very differently. Maybe they have different fathers. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's almost like they, they like asked them for advice or something because everyone had, like there was a billion characters in this, but no yep. one felt underused yes. or shoved aside. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, It was a good ensemble piece. Because even when I was thinking, like, how are you going to take this new like remodeled sexy version of Jamie Foxx and reintegrate him into the storyline? Because the last version of him was a blue monster the version of him before that was a dork with a comb over and this one he was like i'm just gonna play jamie fox but like i kind of like my body here i'm different here yeah yeah yeah. which was kind of just i feel like jamie fox just talking about himself between takes yeah and they just had the cameras rolling we're like we're leaving that in i do like the explanation of why he's blue uh or no was he blue or yellow in this one and he was yellow in yellow in this one Mm -hmm. Of just being a different universe, a different different energy. It makes like, it, it makes sense. Cool. It's he's in. They're still in twenty twenty four, right? They're post snap in mm. a world that's presumably powered by like Stark technology and shit like that. So it would right. make sense, you know. He got himself an arc reactor. Yeah, yeah. But they were all great. all the villains were great. Jamie Fox shined. Um, even Lizard fucking shined. Even though it was the exact same joke of uh, I thought you were a Build a Bear for Rocket from Endgame oh yeah I guess it would have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah same they joke did, like, yeah. I didn't even know you could talk <laughs> the dinosaur <But> talks <laughs> the dinosaur talks <laughs> I forgot about that I was going and it was interesting because they finally answered a question that I think uh, Spidey fans have wondered since uh, 2002 which was at the end of the movie right before Willem Dafoe kills himself by impaling his dick um <laughs> <laughs> Rewatching it, it's painfully obvious it's his dick now. I can't yeah. unsee that. Yeah. Well, because a gut wound, I I, I think that maybe the thinking was a gut wound. He would have survived, wouldn't have died so quick. So they had to yeah, sever his femoral out artery brutally. 
I guess oh the femoral artery would be a faster way to go though. Wait, because that he dies, quickly like, instantly. That makes sense. So they but were just like, this thing's got to hit you in the dick. Hit you right in Sorry, the dick, Willem. pal. And every time, like uh, the how it should have ended, those videos that are kind of, sometimes funny, sometimes atrocious. They didn't even animate him getting hit in the dick, and I was like, ah, oh, you fucking missed the boat. That's that's what really <laughs> missed. The, that's that's how they missed the mark for you was the lack of a dick hit. Well, I mean, I think it's a symptom of an overall problem of lack of actual humor in the 21st century. Because <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny he died via a dick. But <laughs> Let's not forget that Bernard inspected his wounds himself that night and cleaned them. <laughs> and cleaned them. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't Peter just bring the body home and be like, sorry, Harry, he was a green goblin. Why didn't well, I think because his face is exposed, right? But like, yeah, no, that does bug the shit out of me. I was rewatching that trilogy and he's like this... Is it the second one? No, it's the second one, the beginning of the third one. He's all like, Harry, can't we just talk about it? I'm like, just tell him your dad was the Green, was the Goblin, Green Goblin, which I'm sure you it. know at this point because you're acting all weird and crazy. Yeah. And two, yeah. it's not that hard to believe that a dude who almost murdered a tram full of kids tried mm-hmm. to kill Mary Jane. She was there. Yeah, and like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Back the story up. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I was like, this is a. Ri- Keep, Peter, work on your conversational skills. You got a lot of weird mopey weird problems. Yeah, so fucking mopey. But I think it finally answered the question of whether or not he was fucking with Peter at the end or if he actually had a multiple personality. Because that was always oh, I never thought of that. Because maybe he's like, Peter, no, don't let him take me again. Please, the goblin. And Godspeed, Spider-Man, when he rejects him. And it's you're like, very dead Was Yeah, now was he fucking with him? Mm-hmm. Was he not fucking with him? But now we know he wasn't. He actually has this raging split personality. And, and Norman Osborn is, even though he's a complete piece of shit in the first movie before he's the goblin. Right. Now he's like a, a sweet old crazy man. You're like, Norman Osborn was also a cunt before he became goblin. But we'll, we'll, we'll ignore that for now. But he's scared in a different dimension. He's frightened. <laughs> and he's got old homeless men clothing on. <laughs> Just to get that purple and green down, yeah. Yeah, to give him the purple. I felt that was a little on the nose, but I also, I know fans aren't a fan of that mask, but it just looked weird seeing Willem Dafoe flying around with just a hoodie on. With, and goggles, yeah. <laughs> and goggles. I know like, people are like, they aren't the biggest fans of it, but... I guess, yeah, I don't know, because I thought the suit was what people hated. I thought the mask, I never right? had any issues with the mask. Yeah, like I read, so like, I remember that was, I was reading like, the, that controversial mask he destroys. I'm like, really? Yeah. At least they didn't turn him into like a drooling fanged creature like, what's his fucking The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, or like the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, which was in the Into the Spider-Verse, when he oh, became yeah. an actual gob- giant goblin, With which enjoy- I always thought was stupid as fuck. I just like it because it's so ridiculous. Because like that, I was rewatching. Because of course, once I saw this movie, I'm like, well, now I have to go home and watch the other Spider-Verse movie. Mm-hmm. And when that, I got to that scene, because I had totally forgotten that there was a gigantic Norman Osborn kaiju with enormous pumpkin bar- bombs. I feel like that was them just having fun with how many different. I guess to use the vernacular of the day, variants can we have yeah. in this multiverse movie? It's like, fuck it, we're going crazy with this. They, we need something that can fill that collider room. We have a giant space. Let's have a crazy huge villain well, he who, was who works. Just, you know, he's straight out of Ultimate Spider-Man. That, that reboot they did in 2000. That was that was the Goblin. Okay, okay. He was actually mutated into a bizarre kaiju-looking thing. Yeah. And so you just don't like the comic Spidey. book version? Uh, I don't like the idea of Norman Osborn being Hulk. Well, I see. I, I think that's a stupid approach to him. It, so the, he the, he turns back into a person at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's been twenty years since I read the Ultimate Spider-Man line, but I think he is just stuck as ah, oh, God. Yeah, I'd have to look that up now. If he actually 
goes back and forth from Osborne to Goblin born. <laughs> I don't re- I don't remember, but he is that is like the design and everything almost is exactly It's identical. Gotcha. Identical to the ultimate line that where Miles Morales came from. So after they killed off they killed off Peter they fucking uh, the Sinister Six beat a sixteen year old to death. <laughs> and then Miles Morales had to take over as Peter Parker. Interesting story. What did you think of the Toby fake out when they when they stabbed him? What, what, what? Um, it seemed like, I don't know. It seemed kind of cheap, right? Like I, I didn't hate it. Like we needed to, to like have that moment where Toby actually saves the goblin from being impaled by his own glider. I get but it. He didn't need. He didn't need to get him stabbed. It was strange. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just another way to get Tom Holland to, to finally beat the shit out of Phoebe. I was. I, I remember that, that when that beat went down at the end of it. It's just Toby and Topher. Uh, Toby and Topher. Garfield stand there, and you're in so much pain. Um. I was like, what was the point? You're fine? Yeah. Like, I thought yeah. for sure there, I was like, there's no way they're going to kill Toby off. But at the same time, I was like, okay, yeah. I kind of wish they killed Toby off. What was the point of that? What was the point of that? How come they couldn't have just had Goblin kick him out of the way then? Like, why yeah. did they need, need that fake out? I don't know. Strange choice. It's a strange choice to have him stabbed. I think it was exactly that. It was to make the audience go, oh my God. And then, oh no, he's fine. Because Aunt May survived so fucking long until she finally died. So then in the back of your head, you were thinking, wait, is it going to be like three scenes later that, that Toby's going to die <laughs> Can now? You imagine they pulled that card, like, as they're saying, like, you're in so much pain. It's like, I'm in so much pain. And he just collapses to the ground. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see him get zapped back to his own universe. Mary Jane doesn't remember him, and then he just bleeds out on the side. <laughs> some homeless guy. Who is it? Oh, it's just some random guy. <laughs> I don't know. Swall says Peter Parker. There's nothing in the database. Hey, yeah. If everyone forgets who Peter Parker is, is he still on the internet? W- would the spell get rid of, like, digital files? <laughs> no. You're no, right. He would he still have like, a, he'd have, like, an Instagram page. He'd be in yearbooks. Huh? Yeah, this feels like an easy one to roll back. Yeah, very easy. <laughs> But then everyone's going to know he's Spider-Man again. But, because mm, there's, yeah, that information would be on the internet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, the, da- the Daily Bugle website would be, they had a picture of him in Times Square with the half mask, half face. It's still up. Like, What's Strange commits does the spell. <laughs> and everyone looks up and they're like, who's that boy? Who's that that, and that's Spider-Man? Is that what he looks like? Oh, keep your eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he just... kind of hope he'd be black. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm that, sorry. that was fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, was but good. I just love the idea that like they're like, hey, you're that kid whose face we saw at Times Square. What's your name? He's like, ah, oh, damn it. Uh, David Darker, motherfucker. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, we're back to square one. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's some issues here. There's some issues there. <laughs> What'd you think of his new fuzzy, shiny suit? I, um, the things I loved the most about was, of course, that it looked like the OG fucking shitty, like, homemade, like, 60 suit. But and the, also, and the uh, Raimi spider on the back. I the love that too. he referenced both the Raimi spider and Garfield spider, which I guess are kind of the same one, because they use the second Garfield suit. Uh, I was kind of hoping they suit just stretched. Yeah, me too. I was kind of hoping they would use the first suit, but whatever. Um, yeah, and then he put the, the the OG Spidey logo on the back. I thought it was kind of cute. It, they did have that look that it was kind of dark and really glossy, so it looked like it just was a, fuzzy a CG, and glossy. Yeah, yeah, it looked like a CGI. Like remember in um fuck Civil War. They redid the entire suit. Like, yeah. if you look at the making of, like, he's wearing a oh, completely yeah, yeah. different Spire suit. They CGI'd the whole thing for the fight. It kind of looked like that happened again, where maybe they. But again, again, that whole ending montage is mostly just a CGI 
end credits thing like every Spider-Man movie. Yeah. So I don't know if that's their final because it was very. Oh, yeah. I doubt it. By the next movie, well, even though Sony's been good with him, it. him having the exact same suit he left the last movie, and they've true. been good with that. But he could show up in a cameo. Who knows? But um, I just liked how like gaudy it was when you see it on the the, the sewing kit. It's, yes. it's it's actual fuzz and like glitter and like it's pretty. Oh, good. you're a very gaudy Spider-Man in the Marvel universe. Did he have the exact same apartment as Toby's? No, no, but it was very similar, th- but it was oh, okay. not the same. Okay. It, Toby's looked a lot more gothic. He had those big windows. That's right. That he stepped out of. And oh, one, you know, one thing that you know, these movies are filled with product placement and and toy spinoff and blah 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 blah. But it was kind of lame that in an off-camera newsreel, you see paint get thrown on the suit. Oh, right, right. And then it- he's so like flabbergasted by this, he has to turn it inside out, exposing all the wires and shit, so they could sell another toy. Yeah. But that, in the vein of Spider-Man, wouldn't it have been funnier if he just had a big glob of paint on his suit? Right, right. Wouldn't that have felt more like Spider-Man? No, I had a similar feeling about whenever um, he gets the ugh, the nanotech on Octavius. Because in the trailer, it looks so badass, but then it totally backfires on him immediately. Like, he just, yeah. <laughs> now pairing device, and he just has the, like, that beat killed me. He just had control over it. That was great, yeah. Um, but... Having said that, when he gives it back to him and he just gets the gold spider on his chest, I'm like, oh, so maybe like the legs are gonna pop out of it? No, just a gold spider on his chest because we need to sell yeah. another action figure. I was like, okay, yeah. all right. He, he ripped a piece out. That's why he lost the mask was mm-hmm. to cover up the chest so he could save himself. So the assumption I then I guess is because that piece was missing, it only made a spider, on a his gold chest? spider. No on reason. his chest and that didn't do that anything didn't do, didn't do anything yeah yeah i was like okay i get it like we're selling toys it's the name <laughs> it's the name of the game like i'm not gonna pretend it's not you know i and there was no scorpion i was really sad but apparently i read i don't if anyone cares about morbius just skip ahead a minute because i read well there excuse test, me <laughs> there, was, there was test screenings like two years ago so I'd like everything's out there about what happens in the movie and there is the whole like like Michael Keaton talks about the blip, and then he's like, "I'm setting up a team, and Scorpion's there with him." Oh, uh, pre-Scorpion suit though, because there's a prison outbreak or a breakout. J. Jonah Jameson's in it, so there's all these connections between all of the universes that extra don't make sense now that you know it was supposed to come out two years ago. <laughs> Before any of this, so it's like, what I think the fuck is going on here? Sony's just happy to be included at this point. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't care. Can you imagine if Morbius was the, the the '90s comic breaking point of people just being like, "Whoa, I don't fucking know what's going on anymore." I already kind of am like that because like there was the Venom post credit scene. I was like, "Wait, what? Venom? What?" But, see, that's what? the thing. But because like, I watched some <laughs> crowd react, because I, I I heard about the post credit scene, so I looked it up. And, I, and hearing the crowd reaction, it's really starting to feel like you know, given with Joker and all that stuff, the timeline doesn't make sense. It's just if the people are entertained by the movie, I yeah. don't. I, I really don't feel like it matters anymore. You know, Star Wars. Those like most people who saw those movies, I guarantee you, at least a third of them were like, "What? I don't care what order." This one comes in. It's a Star War. There's a lightsaber. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's, I would say what maybe twenty to twenty five percent of the audience that's coming to theater has no investment in when it comes out. Right? They just want right, to be entertained. Right. You know? I guess it depends on when. It's like a it's a scale, right? Of like when it gets so overburdened with references or referential that you lose yeah. the entertainment value. So it's like that balance. Like when's it going to get too confusing? That the average audience is going to be like, I don't even fucking want to go anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there's that's a that's a thin line to walk. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, that happened whenever they cast Jared Leto. <laughs> Got him. 
Hey, you know, you know what was what was my favorite part was that um, that Spider-Man, a Sony movie, uh, made the Emperor more meaningful than Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Wait, what? Do you remember at the end when he's everyone's forgotten him and he sets up the little Emperor Lego because <laughs> it reminds him of Ned? Yes, they they made the Emperor. Oh my god! <laughs> more more meaningful than the rise. Yeah, of you're Skywalker. you're absolutely right. Because when you put that little leg on the shelf, our whole theater went aw. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. absolutely right. Oh my god, that's a shame. <laughs> Cut to never has a dyad. So yeah. shall you fall. <laughs> All of the shit are in me right now. We're fucking. I'm just glad you're getting a paycheck, Ian McDermott. I'm just glad you're still working, bud. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious he finally aged into the makeup so they didn't have to put a fake chin on him in this one. They just painted him white. They just painted him white. <laughs> <laughs> His face finally aged into the emperor. Oh, that's a goddamn shame. Did we miss anything? I think that we, we hit all the beats, man. I think we hit all the beats. That's, oh, uh... I love the cameo because, you know, again, being the third part three, they had to throw him in somewhere of his teachers, Hannibal Burris, J.B. Smooth, and Martin Starr. And then yeah, Hannibal the... Burris is just like a conspiracy theorist now. Yeah. <laughs> that felt like too, like a little forced, just his lines of like, Mysterio was right. Wait, what? What did you just well, say? Well, it, it just made me laugh because I'm a huge Hannibal fan. So the past couple weeks, he's been doing like these like weird... He loves these freestyle raps he does on his podcast all the time. So he's been doing them as his coach character. Okay. So I'm wondering like if this is like part of it, like and, like his coach character is kind of a dick across yeah, the boards. So I'm wondering if this was kind of him just kind of like working it in. It was just like, no, my character just kind of hates Spider-Man now because he's a conspiracy theorist dick. And I'm like, that's... That worked for me. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, conceptually, I thought it was great. I just thought the delivery of a couple lines, because it started off, and I was like, wait, what did he say? And then, and then like, Mysterio was right. And I was like, wait, what? And I was so confused for a minute. And then they said, don't mind him, he's a conspiracy theorist. I went, oh, I get it. Hannibal's awkward, man. I think that's he just needed, his style. Yeah. <laughs> just maybe, maybe cut to a close-up or something, but maybe it just wasn't working in the far shot. But I was slightly confused of what was happening. I was like, wait, is he angry? So <laughs> have you... Oh, there's there's one last thing I was gonna think of, I wanted to bring up um, before I get to the uh, Netflix working in of it all with the, our return of Charlie Cox and mm. I don't know if you've seen the Hawkeyes, but um, mm. so the one thing I was wondering the entire film looking at the promotion material was who the sixth in the in the film was gonna be of the Sinister Six because we kept getting five, and they even say Sinister is one of the uh, track titles. What's that? Oh my god, just interrupt for a second. Did you realize they did a Qui-Gon's f- fucking funeral on the on the soundtrack? No. May's death was one of the track no, titles. No, get yeah. out. How did they not learn? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. I saw that like the day before seeing the movie. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's a big one too. Wow. Uh, anyway, um, sorry. Uh, crap. Uh, Who's the sixth? There was no sixth. Eddie. Just sitting at the bar. Uh, I love the fact that, like, you, everyone was so excited. Like, whoa, he's going to... I like this guy. He's going to be in the fucking Spider-Man movie. They gave him, like, two seconds, just long enough to drip a symbiote and then yeah. get the fuck out of Dodge. Like, they, I, yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. That didn't entirely... There was a couple things that didn't make sense in that regard, though, because the whole spell was bringing in villains that knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Yeah, that immediately jumped to mind, too. I was like, so Eddie Brock doesn't know who Peter Parker is. Neither did Electro. 
Electro never learned his true identity in Amazing Spider-Man 2. He died being fought by Spider-Man. So oh, Electro didn't right. Yeah, Electro didn't know nor did uh, Eddie. So why were they even fucking there? And and then all the villains coming through at the end, even though I all, I could only make out Rhino. Uh, I, guess I was, think there was there was one dude with a staff and a bushy collar that I thought was Craven. That was probably Craven then, yeah. Cuz they got their but Craven movie coming out, right? They did not say at all that they they were people who knew he was Spider-Man. Those were just everyone coming through. But um yeah, that didn't make sense to me. I like, thought hey, everyone man. coming through at the end was some people who like from every dimension who had learned that he was Spider-Man. I thought oh, that's well, then, then everyone knows he's fucking Spider-Man. Well, I mean across like again like if there were infinite Spider-Man then like there's like three people per dimension that I know, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There'd be a bunch of fucking people. Oh, they should have brought in like they should have de-aged the kid who played him in the 70s TV show. Brought him in. <laughs> that shitty fucking 70s Spider-Man or Japanese Spider-Man. Bring that Peter Parker in. I'm also very curious how much of was it Rise Iphens and uh, Thomas Hayden Church reshot stuff because like they stayed like I thought it was so weird that Sandman stayed in his sand form for the majority of the film. Notice that when he became um, Flint Marco again, it was the it was the exact shot. Yes, I did. It's because the way he looked at his hand, I was like, reverse. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they reversed it. I think the shot of Doctor Connors was too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and for those who don't realize, it was they just took the frames from the movies they were in, and used it. They didn't actually. Which they've done the in characters. Rogue One before. They've done yeah. with Rise of Skywalker. So it's not something like like Disney hasn't done with their films before. No. Yeah. So but that yeah. was crazy. It was. It was the. Um, what was the shot when his hand first starts dissolving? Right? It's in uh, Spider-Man Three. Whenever he turns uh, into mud. Like yeah. Parker uh, unleashes like the, the storm drain on him underwater, and in this one, He's it was whenever he, he, he turns back into a human. They just use the same shot of him going, and then the awkward cutaway being like, "Don't worry, Flint, you'll be okay," yeah. and then swing away. <laughs> but like, they, oh, that felt like Carrie Fisher. Yeah, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, even the shot of uh, of Rise Iphens where he was like, "He's like Parker." I'm like, I'm ninety percent sure that shot is whenever he's turning. He's first. He's testing himself in the lab in yeah, the yeah. in the first one. But I get it, man. Like they were just like, dude, we we, we can fucking Vin Diesel this shit. We, you can just record it from home. Like, don't it's a lot bother. More expensive to de-age a, a performance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I didn't mind it. Again, it, it just gave it that little bit more of that comic book panache. I'm like, I don't mind this guy saying it. Like, I love whenever, the, like, that one joke, they're like, it's Happy's apartment, so just be careful. And immediately Sandman plops on the couch. He's like, oh, put sand everywhere. He's brushing <laughs> <Sorry>. it up. <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly the right amount of goofiness I need from a Spider Man movie, you know? Yeah. And I love, too, that, like, the villains, like, they actually did a pretty good job of making you sort of like wary the second he lets them out you're just going oh they're gonna fuck you over yep like yep. Doc Ock won't if you fix him because he's always been a good guy right but everyone's gonna fuck you over and you're just kind of waiting yeah waiting for them to and then Electro hearing um, uh, Goblin's speech about how gods don't ask permission and all yep. that stuff and he's just like that fucking right and he rips it, off the uh, that's right the chest piece it was I, it's like inevitable I, and it kind of it worked for it tracked with each one of their characters from like their original trilogies like whenever mm. the goblin started being like oh she's made you soft and shit I'm like that's fucking him talking to Harry like about yeah. like he always yeah, has that yeah. thing it was like you're soft and weak on the inside I'm like I love the way they kept the goblin lethally dangerous like one of my favorite parts of super villain right that's yeah, his his joker yeah. yeah so i love like you know one of the most brutal parts of my child of like i've ever seen my child was watching spidey get the shit kicked out of him at the end of the first movie yeah, yeah. i remember watching that with my sister and her turning like jesus this is brutal i'm like i know dude it's nuts and he's, and he's always he's making so many awful little oh 
noises as he's getting the, the shit beat The out Toby of him. yelps. Yeah. There's one the where he, get, he gets a bomb right in the face and he lets out this like, <laughs> it's like one of my yeah. favorite <laughs> moments of that trilogy. The slow motion lip waggle. He's like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one, like in this one where he's just kicking the shit. Because again, like at this point, I feel like maybe the vulture fight was a little rough. Like, I feel like this Peter Parker's had it pretty okay. He hasn't gotten roughed up as much as the other two, I find. Mm-hmm. They kicked the shit out of this kid in this oh, movie. Yeah. Like, the goblin handed this kid his ass and was beating the fuck out yeah. of him. I was like, wow, they didn't hold back. This is pretty dark. Yeah, the vulture fight was kind of rough, but then that was it. In uh, the second movie, he, he gets, the bombs are going off all around him. That's why he gets so beat up looking. But right. he's not actually getting the shit kicked out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, you really got the shit kicked out of It was great, dude. I was like, they're being relentless, and I'm all for it. Like, it's just, again, like... 18-year-old? 17, 18? He's supposed to be just starting college. He's applying to college, so he's like 18. It's because he got his own place, so he ha- he's not a minor anymore. Yeah. So he has to be at least 18. So 16, 17, 18, that's his. Or 15, 16, and now 17, 18 in this one. Because even the first movie, he corrects him. He's like some 14-year-old kid. 15, oh, 15, you're, 15, right, 15, you're right, you're right, you're right. So I guess the second one, he'd be 16. So now... Then, I don't know if you've you're, you're you're caught up on the the Hawkeye. Yeah, I am. The new episode, the final episode, right? This Wednesday. I believe so. Yeah. So spoilers for anyone who hasn't listened to Hawkeye. You have three, two, one. This week, given we got Wilson Fisk back in the yeah. MCU, so they're bringing back a lot of the Netflix. We got characters. Charlie Cox back in the same week. Yeah. It really feels like they're kind of getting at least Daredevil back, if not the Defenders, maybe. Definitely Maybe. not Iron Fist, but... <laughs> yeah, well, they can cherry-pick now. From that group, I imagine they'd only give a fuck about Daredevil. He's the most famous. Daredevil and Kingpin, mm. right? Like, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, these are all very C-tier characters. Iron Fist, they'd probably be like, we have other characters to take We actually have now. an Asian kung fu master who's right. not an offensive whitewashing. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got fucking Blade now. We yeah. don't need fucking, yeah. Um but I don't know. I think they. I don't know who they would want back. I guess they can cherry pick though. They can be mm. like, who who do we want back? Who I think having actors having Fisk get back is great. I can't like if they have him square off on Spider Man. You show me a trailer where it's finally Kingpin versus Spider like live action. That would be great. Those two versions. Ugh. Isn't it crazy? Our generation though, like attributes Kingpin to Spider Man, even though he's always been a Daredevil villain, except for the '90s animated series. Yeah, I know. I remember like whenever I seen that, when uh, Michael Clark Duncan popped up in Daredevil, I'm being like, "You're usually fighting the other guy," because Spider Man had just come out, yeah. and then ever since then, he always just seems to be in the Daredevil universe. But well, I he always was before too. But he just so wait sorry. in the '90s. You're saying in the '90s cartoon that was the only time Kingpin was associated with Spidey. It wasn't the only time. It was the only time he was so heavily associated with Spidey, where he became this like main villain for him. Interesting, because they used him they, a lot. They used him, a, and they based a lot off the comics too. So, like in the comics, Spidey would come across Kingpin, but he was primarily uh, a, a Daredevil villain. Huh. Huh. Primarily, yeah, always has been. So it's funny that um, makes sense the, because, like, why would. <laughs> Why would a teenager have a vendetta against like a hardened gangster? Like mob this, boss. Yeah, mob yeah. boss. Yeah. They got to get his 90s theme back. From the cartoon? The cartoon Kingpin theme. The <laughs> it almost sounded like Inspector Gadget, but slowed down and evil. <laughs> well, that is, that is Kingpin. He is like Inspector Gadget. He's conniving and he's completely evil. And a helicopter comes out of his head. Out of his little bald head. Yeah, little bald head. 
Yeah. Hey, do you think they're going to kill Hawkeye? Maybe not. I think they're going to let him retire deaf on a farm with his kids and family. I think, I don't know, I'm confused because Marvel tends to, to um, um, not understand time and place sometimes. Like, we are definitely in a world right now where, where we've had enough real world drama that we need some fun fucking it's like world war ii you know like they, there was no dramas in theaters in world war ii it was all big action or, or comedies because people needed distraction from the real world drama that they were in and we're kind of there again but disney hasn't quite got the memo yet like i was like i enjoyed spider-man a lot but there were so many just close-ups of people crying for so long yes there were and i was like can we have a little more fun please like all of his friends are dying it's like dude <laughs> everyone's gonna forget fun. who he is forever but what the Okay, <laughs> sure. Spidey essentially Peter Parker died then. Okay. Cool. A little bit, yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah. So I'm wondering with this Hawkeye, it's like right before Christmas. Are you you you've There's set no up a way. character, but you, every every setup has been like the like the only way out for that character objectively was death. So if they don't kill him, it's gonna be a big Christmas miracle, which is maybe the point. Yeah. But Marvel does have a tendency to sometimes read the room a little wrong and make super dramas when they <laughs> could make fun movies. Do you think, given the very poignant festive ending of No Way Home, the way mm. Spidey was skipping off across Rockefeller the, Plaza yeah, yeah, yeah. for Christmas Day, do you think there will be a chance we will see a Luke Skywalker-like cameo of Tom Holland at the end of Hawkeye in no. the new suit? I don't think so, no. No? Because Marvel tends to want to keep their shit in-house. You don't see any Marvel productions using anything from Sony except Spidey I guess that's the big true. event movies. Yeah, you're going to be able to get Sony in. They don't want to give them a fucking paycheck to throw 10 seconds of a Tom Holland or a that's Spidey a good point. In, yeah. into their show. So I don't think so, no. Well, at least you got Rogers the Musical in No Way Home. <laughs> I mean, that... <laughs> So it's so weird seeing the post Endgame world and how how strange they've made it. Yeah, because it is it, it's one four years in the future and two like the the universe is like healing from this massive psychological yeah. scar. Yeah, but but via like Avengers musicals, <laughs> like you think it would be a little more like the the Raimi Spidey movies where it's like half the people kind of would hate the Avengers, wouldn't they? Right, like you know what I mean. Like, for I all the my bullshit kid. they've done for five years you know or I like my kid lost me for five years you want that shit you can go to fucking Falcon Winter Soldier and go deal with the, the, <laughs> the peak brokers or whatever the shit they were called the uh, peaky binders the peaky <laughs> that was a very different show <laughs> oh they all got razor blades in their hands yes <laughs> uh, yeah alright man there it is I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's one. It's I gotta get motoring. I got a dog to take out and shit. So. Cool man. Yeah, yeah, life. What a concept. Fucking Spider-Man Trace. Da, 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 Go check that da, shit out, da, man. Da. It's a fun time. I enjoyed it. It's a fun time, and uh, unfortunately, like uh, we wanted to do this podcast, so I had to find a theater to see it in, and the only tickets I could find were in this shitty fucking theater at like eleven o'clock at night. And I I was so fucked the next day for no sleep. And it was so sad because I haven't been in theater in two years. I'm su I double masked. I had a trench coat wrapped around me. I was just hunkered in my seat like everyone get the fuck away from me. Right. I bought the seats next to me so I wouldn't have to sit next to anyone. Gotcha. Like I'm like, I got a one year old to think about. It's yeah. not about me. So um it was the worst way to come back to seeing a movie 
after two years that you can imagine and, and the whole thing was framed for IMAX too so the top and bottom of the frames were cut off it was a, I saw it 2D on a shitty screen everything was dim the sound was raspy and crackly it was like <laughs> oh fuck you but I saw it in theaters and I would I don't know if I'd recommend seeing it in theaters because money matters more than people right <laughs> like, right just mm-hmm. fucking stream it you just put it on the <laughs> Like, put it on your fucking Disney Plus, you pieces of shit. I think you meant to flip that people matter more than money. Uh, you showed your true intentions there, you six. No, no, I'm saying Disney <laughs> seems to, th- or the movie industry seems uh, to think yeah, yeah, money course, matters yeah. more than people. Like, everyone's like, come back to the theater, that, come back I, to the theater. It's like, no, maybe wait another year. I felt really <laughs> weird whenever they started doing those promos. I'm James Gunn, go see the fucking Suicide yeah. Squad, the back of yeah. the I was like, okay, chill out, dog. Like, whoa. Like, come, come on, man. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of factors here to think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. It's like, we get it. You guys put, like, twice as much into marketing as you do in the movie itself and you gotta make this money back but that doesn't mean you should be forcing people into fucking theaters chill the fuck yeah. out and also you you get to keep 100% of your profits if you don't put it in the theaters so you know what I'm saying like that's maybe, true yeah you know you get one of them ScarJo deals I noticed <laughs> maybe it's because I'm getting old and or maybe it's because I was so tired but I want to go out slightly sadly on the po- on this podcast <laughs> of I was and granted it was a shitty experience in the sense of the sound and visuals because everything was faded out and blah 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 um poor projector but i was sitting in the theater all wrapped up in my masks and my coat and everyone around me was having these like oh ooh, ah moments and i was just staring like dead faced at the screen <laughs> just watching it being like this is quite entertaining <laughs> this is an enjoyable time and I was thinking back to like, I remember the movie tingles, you know, your little Peter tingles that you'd get down your back in a great scene in a movie and mm-hmm. why I loved the theatrical experience so much. And I know I'm just wondering if this day and age we've talked about the subconscious difference between actual film and digital, right. actual sound and, and digital presented sound. Your brain doesn't interpret it the same way, blah, blah, blah. I'm wondering if these are all factors in it of now as a curmudgeon old man, I'm sitting just going, I wish I was at home. <laughs> With headphone, really good headphones on, and a nice big TV. There's that a great nice. Mark Marin bit about that where he's talking about like going out to doing to go to a restaurant or 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 what do you call it, going to a movie or whatever. And he's like, it's just you know, I'm at the age now where I have to think about you know, like, do I want to die doing that? Like, it, it, it could happen any time now. Like, is that where I want to go out? Like, I don't know if I want to die watching you know Batman Returns for the third right. time. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I get way like those those movie the Peter Tingles the movie Tingles which anyone who knows what they are knows immediately what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I get I get those sitting on my laptop hunched over my laptop with headphones on. Yeah, that's fair. So I and mean, not I, in theaters. I anymore. think there's a, there is a dichotomy of people who can like. Is I, I hear what you're saying, dude. Like I can watch like pff, you should have seen me at home watching the harder they fall for like the fifth time at home by myself screaming at the screen. Like right. I like I can get into it no, no problem. But some people do uh, feed off uh, like other people's energy, like whenever that, that, at, like yeah. end game like events. We call them codependent people, and you guys need ah. to be sheltered away into your sick <laughs> fucking nightmares and leave us alone and get some stability in your life. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> 
unless it's like a, 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 a top of the line IMAX presentation, which mm. case I mean that's fucking awesome. Mm. But other than that, suck my dick theaters. You I got him in places. I got him though. You show me fucking Andrew Garfield saying I love you guys and them diving off a cliff <laughs> and them landing on that. Ugh, that that to me was that was worth the t- the price of admission right there. That was fun. No, the whole ending was pretty good. Uh, uh, unlike most movies, the third act really drove it home. It was yeah, great. It was no, fun no. as fuck. So go see it. Go see it, everybody. Thwipity thwip thwip. Oh, I mean, one we, last we, thing. We, I'm so glad that they 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 looped back to because I was watching Endgame and that one line where Bucky's like, "Is this stuff coming out of you?" Yeah. Finally yeah. acknowledging what the fuck is up with Toby's wrist webs and how weird it is. <laughs> Wait, you guys can't. No, we're not. We're just curious. We don't have that, so we're just. Yeah, curious. I love whatever he's like. His, his, it's uh, you know the bully Maguire meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was so much ammo for that in that movie alone. Like every line he had, you can't do that. Like almost like <laughs> condescending. Like oh, <laughs> but my favorite, my favorite moment was whenever. He, I think he webs something over to Garfield, so Garfield catches one of Toby's webs, and he just goes, "Ew!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, Ew. but they did cut the spoilerly line of, um, "Is it like web blood?" Remember that was all over the internet. The the shot of Andrew saying web blood. Oh, it got cut, and Wong got cut, being like, "Don't cast that spell." I wonder if that, that was just one cut. of those that was an Italian Wong. I think. Yeah, I don't know. What don't you're cast that spell. Uh, no, don't you cast that spell, uh, Doctor Strange? No. You're hey, a bad boy. Me. You're, you're a bad, bad boy. You're such a bad wizard. You're so bad. You're so bad. Give you a spanking. Uh, hello to all our Italian listeners. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I, that that fucking killed. Him. But the other thing was, um, uh, did you notice? From the sound design point of view, they all had their thwips. All the spider oh, webs no. sounded like their respective spider webs. Spiders? I yeah. didn't even notice. It was that brought a smile to my face. I can't tell for sure, but the webbing might even like because what do you call it? Garfield has like that wire. Remember that one shot yeah. where he makes like, the wire thing? Piers is wire. Piers is like this, like the Toby one's like this gooey cummy mess. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then uh, Holland's looks like actual webs. I didn't get that good of a look at it, but they sounded. Right, they got the right, right thwips. I was like, "Oh, that's fucking hilarious!" It's definitely gonna be a fun movie to like go frame by frame through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, Spidermans. All right, true Spider-Man. believers. Yeah, all, it always fits. No refunds. <laughs> we'll we'll be back sometime soon, <laughs> likely in the new year. Have a Probably happy the new year. Holiday season. Hanukkah. Oh, holiday season. Yes. Hanukkah's over, bro. Shalom, homies. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know holidays. I barely even realize it's fucking Christmas. Yeah, dude, you're on the same page. But we'll be back. We wish you all a wonderful holiday season and a, yeah. and a lovely new year. Um, hey, DC, this is this is Canada. We say fucking Merry Christmas in this country. You see, Merry no Happy Holiday bullshit. You left wing cuck. Listen, you cucky cuck left wing fucker. Listen, I can't help it because all this soy project product is just gunking up my brain like, i can't help it because i'm such a soy boy cuck you know? put the christ back in christmas no put the chris back in christmas and come see me hi Give me a call. <laughs> oh my god wow all right that's call. it we're done here. <laughs> bye everybody bye <laughs>